0: Hey, you are here with Ginny and Tash, and we are riding in the weeds. Today's episode is for you if you understand the struggles of intention and focus. So we're going to break down what the two things are, and we're going to give you some tools as to how you can move through, and we're going to give you some excuses, not excuses, but we're going to make you feel good about when you don't have the intention and the focus that maybe you think you need. How are you doing today, Jenny? I'm good, Tosh. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Yeah. See, balmy day in Baja. I've got flies all over the place.
1: Uh, It's beautiful here in the mid-Atlantic in Maryland, but the pollen is about to kill me, so I can't enjoy it, but you know, we do what we can. it's the human experience right like here right. I am dealing with flies
0: you're dealing with pollen and we just ride through it right keep going <laughs> keep going okay so focus and intention I want to know what comes first chicken or the egg
1: I don't think you can separate that I, I don't really think it's possible. I feel like that's two sides of the same coin in a way. If you tried to break it down, I don't think you really could because they're sort of the same thing with a little bit of nuance, I think is really
0: my experience. Okay. All right. So what do you think intention is then?
1: So for me, intention is the reason that the animal trainer, the horse trainer, the dog trainer, whatever can get results with your pet. And you can't. It's because they've done it 10,000 times with 500 different animals in, you know, a hundred different places. And they just have this clarity of almost an expectation of exactly what's going to happen when they make a request of a pet or if they're trying to get calm from your pet or whatever the situation may be. It's sort of a physiological knowing of the outcome that they are trying to set up in that situation. It may not happen hundred percent like they expect it to, but there's like this clear sort of body knowing that happens. The intention is that X, Y, Z is going to happen when they do this certain thing.
0: I really like that. And you're making me think of like coaches, right? So you're totally in the animal training world which is bringing me into, I kind of don't want to say it like this, but that's exactly what I do when I'm coaching people on bicycles. And when we're coaching people in businesses or being coached by business coaches, it's like the coach has an intention for the session. When you're a beginner, you want to learn how to get your balance. I have an intention for the session, which is then informed by how you then respond to what I'm saying. And then from there, I create the focus our lesson and then it kind of as you say it kind of ping pongs backwards and forwards because as we move through my intention we create the focus we then get off focus we recreate the intention and we move back into focusing on how we're going to move through the blocks and I guess where we came to having this conversation today was around blocks and when you're getting blocked in your business when you're getting blocked with your animals when you're getting blocked on your bicycle you know riding in the weeds when you feel like you're riding in the weeds it's generally because you've gotten off track with what your intention is which has led to that block and because you've lost your intention it's really hard to get that that focus to come back on board
1: yeah totally so i think the second piece of the focus that i see um It's kind of easy to explain what these aren't. When you're not doing it well, what is happening? And one of the things I see happen with focus is that clients will come to me and they'll have a dog that barks excessively. Looking out the window, all they do is bark at everything that goes by. You know, a leaf moves in the yard and there's excessive barking and they can't get their pet to stop. And often what the first reaction is, is, hey, quit that. You know, don't bark. Well, the picture that's in their mind is just the dog just barking and barking and barking. And so the request of the animal, that subliminal message, that sort of subconscious message, that picture that they're projecting in their mind is the dog barking. So that's like killer focus. The problem is it's just on the thing that they don't want. And I think that's where you get wrapped up in stuff a lot of times is we're spending too much time focused on the thing we don't want. We might have an intention for something else, but obviously the intention and the focus aren't lining up to give us the right result. And when you can line up your intention and focus, it's like superpower. You almost can't help but get the results when you've got that kind of clarity at that point.
0: Yeah. The energetic alignment. It's so true when I've got somebody who is dealing with balance, right? So a lot of the times like the intention is to be balanced on your bike and a lot of people come to me and they think that their balance comes from the bicycle so what they're doing is they're holding onto that bicycle as tight as they possibly can and they've got their knees stuck to it and their arms are in and they're all crouched over that bike which means that anything that goes wrong with that bicycle well it's now like a quadruple effect because you've got this massive mass on top of it whereas when we can actually see, okay well our intention is balance so our focus needs to be on our physical body being balanced and if our body is balanced then that in turn is going to make the bike balance but if we're taking our imbalance and putting it onto the bicycle we have just focused our imbalance and made it worse it's an inanimate object so it's not like you're giving the bicycle the thought pattern of being unbalanced but I mean, you kind of are because your intention is to be balanced. That's great. But your focus is on having the bike balanced when really your focus needs to be on you having balance and the same thing with your business, right? Like when you've got things that you need to do in your life, when you're trying to find balance, okay, well, we're focused on the balance, but really when you look at a tightrope walker, like there's no such thing as balance, right? So it's the counterbalance that you're going for versus the actual balance right so it's like where is your focus and your intention so when we can separate them and then put them back together Uh, so I guess what we want to talk about now is okay so we get blocked because our focus and our intention are not aligned in the right places how do we in move through that block and how do we create our superpowers And use our superpowers by aligning the intention and the focus.
1: I have to laugh at your balance example on the bike because if you've ever tried to jump a horse, if you look at the jump, you're not going over it. (laughs) So That's a perfect example of you're going to follow where your focus is. And obviously, down at the jump is not where you want to go. You want to go over the jump. I was in a workshop years ago, and I was having trouble getting over. The horse was refusing. And the easy thing will be is the refuses and you just kind of scramble to a stop. The worst thing is you go over and the horse doesn't. One of the girls was like, hey, you just kind of look up. And shit, And I looked up and we went right over. It was like this teeny little log out in a field. And all I had to do was shift where my focus was, you know, and that totally corrected the issue. So in the example of the barking dog, if you just stop for a second, Before you do anything, before taking any action, the dog can just sit there yapping. It doesn't matter. And take a breath and then decide what do you want to happen instead? Where do you actually want your dog to go? What do you actually want the dog to do? Think of that and then make a request. Then you're so much more likely to get the result. It may not happen the first time. It may take a little more work because I guarantee you that dog is hyper-focused on whatever's going on outside. So you're now dealing with a competing focus. You have to interrupt that chain of thought for your pet. Putting your focus where it belongs is step one. Because if it's on something that's not beneficial, if it's on what's not working, then you're really only going to get more of what doesn't work.
0: You're making me think of something that my husband says all the time. And he's like, you got to focus on the landing, right? When you're doing anything, you got to focus on the landing. We could extrapolate that out into a hundred different examples. But the intention is... To not crash and so focus on the landing and when I talk about it with biking it's like I'll get people off their bikes and I'll demonstrate okay I'm going to jump and I'm just going to think about how high I can get up in the air and so I'll jump really high in the air and I'll just crash down to the ground but when I think about my landing I jump up and I come down really nicely and if you do the same thing on your bicycle the whole process comes together because the algorithms in our head all come together our dog actually met some cows the other day he's never met cows before and the cows wanted to come and eat the grass near where we were camping and he wasn't down with that he's like hey, this is my space you big weird animals like can you <laughs> get out of my space and so he's just barking 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 and we're like dude they're good they're just cows like you gotta let them come into your space like just be calm everything's fine like the cows are just wanting to have some food they're not trying to impose upon you and I was backwards and forwards between trying to like, okay, like, calm. And then I was like, can you stop barking? Like, calm, dude. Like, they're just cows. But like the poor guy's never seen cows before. So, you know, he had no idea what to do with these animals. And I mean, really, yeah, like we kind of went backwards and forwards between our focus of like, hop. And okay, just like, they're just cows. Like, these are animals. They're just doing the same thing you're doing. Stick in the landing, focusing and getting our focus to align. And I guess you really need to understand what's going on for the other being in the story. I often get really blocked by imagining I know what's going to happen on the other side and then trying to write the perfect email or trying to get the the message that I'm putting out there just right so that I'll get the response from the other person that I want. And It's energetic. And the more I focus on the right words or doing it in the right way, the more I'm actually energetically moving away from the exact result because I'm focusing in on trying to control the result, whether as as opposed to focusing in on what the intention is and the intention is I want to collaborate with this person or I want them to give me money or whatever it might be. I might be wanting to get them to give me money. So I'm focusing on the fact they're going to maybe not want to give me money. Whereas if I focus on, they're really happy with the service I gave them. Therefore, they're going to be really stoked to pay me. One will block you and have you completely stopped and not being able to move forward. And the other one is going to create an amazing, synchronistic relationship. I'm reading this book, letting it go. And my coach the other day was, I told her about another book I was reading. And she's like, Tash. Why are you reading that book? Like you are so evolved beyond that. Like, and I'm like, well, possibly because the book I you'd tell me I should be reading has taken me six months to read because I'm not quite evolved enough to get it. (laughs) It's like the book you've been reading. Yes. You know you're pushing your boundaries when it's not an easy read. Because you're like, oh, okay, I have to sit and digest this because this is this is pushing. Like, I think I understand what it said, but I need to take a week to digest. And my intention is to really understand what it is that those words mean so that I can change my focus to start aligning with the lesson that it's saying and the outcome that I'm going to get from it if I move into that space. So I wanted to talk about how we use intention and focus. I have this tool and it's called the goddess experience. And the tool is all about stepping into your strengths, which gives you your balance and gets you to understand what you're capable of doing. The second step is that we build out our future vision. So, what is it that we're focusing on? What is it that we want to have happen in our future? What are the actions that we're going to do? Where are we going with that? There's several different tools and ways that you can do that. I really like the Lego, where you imagine that you're a week in the future, a month in the future, a year in the future, and you're telling the story of what's just happened. And then the third part of that is. Stepping into the intentions, integrating it and stepping into the actions that you're going to do in order to get you to that desired result. And then once you've done that exercise, you now have the focus. And then when you lose your focus, you're able to go back and step into Where are my strengths because the imposter syndrome comes up. So when you can step back into, okay, I have the qualifications to teach this because these are the things I've done in my life. These are the things I'm good at. And then it's like, why am I taking this action? Well, I'm taking this action because this is the desired result that I'm wanting to get. And this is where I'm going. This is the vision that I have for myself. And then the next step is you're able to be like, and these are the actions that need to be taken in order for us to get to that desired result.
1: I love that process because we're gonna have days when our focus is not very strong. Like your example with the cows with your dog, like, Sometimes those outside inputs are really strong. And sometimes, especially with our animals, when they encounter something that they've never encountered before like that, it can be super, super challenging to maintain the clarity of focus to help support our animals in relaxing in that moment. And so we have to just keep circling back around and keep coming back to, okay, well, why are we doing this? What is our intention? Make sure the intention's clear and then keep that focus and try again and we're going to fall off the wagon. That's normal. We're going to have good days and bad days. I've been struggling with pollen. I have really bad seasonal allergies. And so it's been a challenge. There have been a couple days where I actually just laid down and slept in the afternoon because I was that exhausted from just the entire reaction of all of the pollen overwhelming my system. And so sometimes you have to know When it's time to take a pause and when it's time to really get your clarity of focus back. But I think doing whatever it takes to keep that focus present. If you need to stick sticky notes all over your house, if you're working on changing a behavior or changing a thought process, if you need to put sticky notes in places or... Set reminders in your phone that go off every so often, like, hey, are you doing what you said you really wanted to do? Are you actually doing something that's going to get you the results of your intention? There's nothing wrong with that in the world. And I think the more that you can use external tools like that, if you have to revisit that four-step process once a day, or revisit what you've decided as each of those steps once a day, there's nothing wrong with that. That's useful. Or you get to the point where, you know, it's easy to keep the dog focused away from the cows or whatever. Then you set new intentions and you keep moving and you just keep working along. One of the other things that I have
0: had come across my screen lately was somebody asked me the question of cornering. And a common thing, and I bet you, you see this in the horse as well. One side will be stronger than the other. So you can corner one way better than the other way. Humans, basically, we can turn one way further than we can turn the other way. It is physiological. It's not something you can change. So turn
1: right better than I turn left.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I go left better than I go right. So the way that people are like, so there's something wrong with me. No, you're just a human. Congratulations. You're just like everybody else. And then second thing is, how do I fix this? What do I do? What you do is you use your strong side to teach your weak side. So when you're doing your strong side, you don't have to think that hard about doing the corner or whatever it is in life. So you take the tools and you take all the things that you use to be good over here and you use them and you focus in on them when you're going in the other direction, when you're doing the things that you're not so good at. So knowing that we've got those tools that we're able to use that will give us the ability to move through things when we're having a tough time focusing, when we're having a tough time finding our intentions. That's why knowing what your strengths are, knowing what your purpose is so that you can focus in on it and come back to the focus in this book. I'm listening to, he's like, go fly a kite. Yesterday I came back from lunch and it was hot and I had so many things I needed to do. And I'm like, I've got to get this stuff done. I sat down on my computer and I just, at the emails and I'm like I, I I was like you know what I went and got my book and I went over and I lay in my hammock and I read until my brain started going you know what we need to go back to the computer and we need to do this and we need to do this and we need to do this and the, my brain started to focus in on things and it started to not be able to focus on the book and it was starting to come up with things that it wanted to do and it, at that point I'm like okay good put the book down went back to work And got so much done. And I was like, oh, you know, normally I would have just bashed my head up against that screen until I gave up. Whereas instead I was like, I'm just going to take my focus somewhere else. And eventually my brain was like, right, you need to go back to work. And I know exactly what needs to get done. And I just have so many differing jobs to do right now that it was like, which one do I do? And I started to figure it out i sat back down and i i achieved a whole lot so much i didn't want to stop i had to force myself to get up and go so often we think that focusing harder (laughs) on the thing that's not working is going to get us to our solution when i think we talked about this last week doing the same thing over and over badly is not going to get you anywhere so sometimes you just need to disrupt it and change it up And go and do something different, focus on something else for a while. And then, you know, you'll remember what your intention was and you'll come back and everything will slide nicely back into place.
1: It's funny because we talk about this kind of thing when we're riding Number one, the challenge with riding is, so yes, every human has a strong side and a weak side, and guess what? Horses do too. <laughs> so now you have two bodies that have a strong side and a weak side. There's also different ways of moving. I'm flexible. I have hypermobile joints, and so I do pretty well with my horse because he's not all that mobile. And there are some breeds of horses that also basically have the same equivalent of hypermobile joints. And so one of the horses I ride is like that. And so she and I sort of compromise each other because we're both hypermobile and that's just a mess. It's very difficult for me because that's pushing my limits of what I can do with my own strengths. But what ends up happening with the horses is we'll start out riding or even working. It doesn't even matter, even working them on the ground. And You know, you got to kind of get into work. You got to kind of get into your rhythm. And so it starts out bad. It starts out a little wobbly and not that great. And then generally fairly quickly, the first five or 10 minutes of a session, they start to improve. And so now they're making strides and progress on refining their balance and developing their balance. And it gets really good and you'll keep working along and it'll be really good and really good. And then all of a sudden you start hitting this point where it starts to get bad again. And what's really happening is you're hitting the fatigue wall. And if either the rider or the horse keeps pushing at that point, you're not benefiting anybody. It doesn't even matter how strong your focus is. A really great rider might be able to hold the horse together, but it's really not going to benefit anything because the horse is past the point of being able to function in good balance and good use. And now they're going to start compensating. That's really the way all of life works. And I think your example of the other day, you just didn't have it in that moment. And knowing when your body and your brain are not in the capacity to do those things is a really important part of respecting intention and focus. If you blow through all of your body's signals that are going on, intention and focus don't really matter because you're not listening to what your body is trying to communicate that it needs in that moment. And your body just needed some decompression reading in that moment, instead of sitting down and focusing on the work. I don't think we respect that enough for ourselves most of the time.
0: Absolutely. As a coach with mountain biking, I literally will see that point happen. And I'm like, right, I'm done. If I'm going to say anything to this person, I just need to repeat the same stuff I've already said, because there's nothing new going in, especially on a bike. I learned last year we had a five hour private lesson you could book and I actually remember someone asked me a question. I'm like, don't, yeah, don't book the five-hour lesson. Like book two, three-hour lessons because I need to take that off. There is no human that can do a five-hour lesson, like a private one-on-one, like a group. Yeah, absolutely, because it's divided up. But it's not possible. You hit a wall and you're just going to get hurt. And so being able to see that point where I'm like, oh, tired, huh? And they're like yeah actually I really am I'm like yeah. stop expecting much of yourself and I mean that in a really good way and just let it flow so I'm like right you know what I want you to forget about everything I have said the only thing that you're allowed to focus on is putting a smile on your face and thinking about having that smile on your face and they kind of look at me I'm like yeah that's all you get to do please explore your safety <laughs> I need you to actually disconnect from the computer And the algorithms will run. Just trust that everything's good, just smile, and we're going to finish off this ride. It works 100% of the time. And they're like, oh, wow. But if they're trying to think through it and they're trying to focus on getting that corner perfect or that technique we were just working on, Once they're fried, there's no amount of sugar that you can put into that system. There's nothing you can do at that point. That person needs to go and have a kombucha, a beer and a burger, like whatever it is that they like to do at the end of the ride and allow it all to settle. And whether you're biking, whether you're working, some days we've got a 12 hour day in us. Some days we have a two hour day in us. It's being kind to the human. Yeah. So where have we gone with this? We've got intention and focus, chicken and the egg. Basically they're two sides the same coin. We can't have one without the other. And we can't have the other without the other one. When we lose our focus, if we come back to our intention, then we're able to move through. At the end of the day, no amount of focus or intention will get us through those moments when we're tired, exhausted, and we need to give ourselves compassion and then use our tools.
1: Yep. That's it in a nutshell. I love it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right well let's wrap this one up for today I am Tash and you can find me at Natasha Lockie on Facebook Betty Gohard on Instagram and you can also find me on YouTube I talk through challenges on bicycles I'm all about getting into your head and talking about how things work and how we can move through them in a mental sort of state of mind so you can also find me at Betty Gohard on YouTube what about
1: you Jenny? Yeah, I'm Jenny. I'm an animal communicator and energy healer for animals and their people too. And I'm all about connecting people with their pets and helping to get different results for the relationship. So it deepens your relationship with your pet and then helps put both of you on the same page together so that you can work through your goals together. You can find me on the web at soulpetconnections.com. that is connections with an S and I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under the same handle and also on YouTube actually too. So don't have a lot on YouTube yet, but we're working on that. So this is the riding in the weeds podcast, and you can find us on all major podcast platforms as well as ridingintheweeds.com. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This has been awesome. We look forward to hearing from you, leave us comments or let us know if you like the show or if there's a question or topic you'd love to hear us talk about let us know. So thank you for being with us and we appreciate it.
0: Don't forget to like subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you.